ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I just want to say congratulations because of all the places you could be on this fine Tuesday morning, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I sincerely think this is the best possible place you can spend your Tuesday morning right here with us on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'm Big Game Bob coming to you early, coming to you often. On your local airwaves, we have Jersey Jerry joining the show today. Um, Hope you folks had a phenomenal Memorial Day weekend. Big shout out to the men and women that currently serve for this beautiful country that is the United States of America. May we never take for granted what you folks do for us day in, day out. Big shout out to the men and women servicing This country, we love you. We appreciate you. Hope you all had a phenomenal Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Before we get into the show here, I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, big time announcement here for the program. We have a brand new sponsor of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, a sponsor that I back, that I support, that I believe in. That is the Rowback Golf Company. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. These guys over at Rowback absolutely do things right. I believe in what they're doing. I love the product. I wear this shit every day. No, I'm not just saying it. For those of you who have watched the past 10 episodes, even before Rowback came on, you probably noticed I'm rocking their sweatshirts. I'm rocking their golf polos. I'm rocking their hats. These guys are phenomenal. Join the family. Join the movement. Roback will be taking over the golf world. Product, top of the line. The people there, top of the line. Get 15% off your first Roback purchase using promo code BOBBY. Nice and simple for you folks. B-O-B-B-Y. First Roback purchase, use promo code Bobby for 15% off. If you've already purchased Roback, find a friend who have not purchased Roback. Get yourself some Roback today, 15% off. For those of you not watching on YouTube, I apologize, but I got to show the YouTube folks that have a visual on this phenomenal polo right now that they have going down on Roback. American flag in the back right here. Let me just turn on a swivel right here. Just Phenomenal, phenomenal product, phenomenal polo, whether you lower your score or not, whether you shoot high, you shoot low, look damn good doing it with Roback. That's promo code Bobby. They do sweatshirts. They do golf polos. They do it all over at Roback. Ladies and gentlemen, something that I've preached on the show before that I want to talk about again, because I got into the same situation. I fell for the trap. That trap is being the barbecue guy at your party, whether it's July 4th, Memorial Day weekend, a birthday party. Do not fall for being the barbecue guy. It's not as glamorous as it seems. What I will say about being the barbecue guy is that it seems great. There's not a better person to be at a party than the barbecue guy for the first 15 minutes that that barbecue is running. People swarm you. You're the man. They want to be around you. They want to be around the barbecue. They want to check the meat. They want to see how you're doing it, what you're doing with the meat, how you're seasoning it. You're holding court. You're putting on a show. You are the guy for the first 15 minutes that barbecue is running. You're the straw that stirs the drink. But ladies and gentlemen, after that glorious 15 minutes, after that first hamburger goes out, after that first hot dog goes out, nobody gives a shit about you. Your time is over. Your 15 minutes of fame is over. You have no control as the barbecue guy, of what conversation you're going to be in. Because the only conversation you're going to be in is whatever person decides to show up at the barbecue. You have no control over it. The last person that you may want to be in a conversation with is the one you're at a conversation with because that's the guy that decides to swarm the barbecue. You have no control over it. None whatsoever. You got to tally each person at the party who wants cheese, who doesn't. Nobody can find Billy, who apparently is on a non-dairy diet, but you need to confirm that he's really on that non-dairy diet. He might have broken it. So now everybody at the party is looking around for Billy to see if he wants cheese on his burger or not. 
You got to wait for Sharon to pick her head up from under the water to see if she wants cheese or not. But Sharon's trying to see how long she could hold her head underwater. So you got to wait 35 seconds just to see if Sharon wants cheese on her burger or not. There's nobody around you anymore. I'm at the barbecue the other day. I fell for being the barbecue guy. Kid comes up to me, asked for a hamburger. I said, yeah, how do you like your burger done? Because yeah, I like it Pittsburgh medium, sear it on the outside, pink on the inside. I said, this isn't fucking Peter Luger's, you jerk off. I'm out here cooking on a George Foreman in 85 degree heat. You think I got time to make your, your burger Pittsburgh medium? What do you think? I'm cooking your ribeye, you jackass. The nerve, the nerve. People are bringing their own food for you to throw on the grill. I had a girl bring eggplant as if I have any idea how long to cook eggplant for. It's ridiculous. And it goes away very fast. I'm telling you, 15 first minutes on the barbecue is a phenomenal 15 minutes. Nobody better to be. Being on the barbecue at the party is like being the first guy to go into the water at the beach. You ever go to the beach party? And you're the first guy to go into the water and go under the waves and everybody's watching you. You're the man. You're the guy. You're the first guy that decided to take the plunge and go into the water. They're watching you go over the waves. They're watching you go under the waves and you turn back. You look on shore. Everybody's watching. 10, 15 minutes later, you look back to shore. Nobody's even there anymore. They're not even watching. They don't give a shit. The tide could take you five miles down the shore. They would have no idea. That's what being the barbecue guy is like. Don't fall for it so fast, ladies and gentlemen. And another thing, while we're talking about the beach, something that I've noticed about the beach, when you go to the beach, there's three different dads that you find at the beach. I love the people watch at the beach. I really do. You find out a lot about people. You find out a lot about different families. But there's three different dads that you find at the beach. The first dad that you have is the active dad. This is the dad that is skimboarding. He is surfing. He's got his son on the surfboard with him. They're surfing while flying a fucking kite at the same time. No idea where they got the kite from. They got the dog on the surfboard. Guy's got a big Yeti cooler. Somehow they found a way to get a grill on the beach. This dad's just doing it all. He's active. He's moving and grooving. He's got the whole full swimsuit on, smoking hot wife, just doing it all. There's the active dad, and then you got the patroller dad. The patroller dad in the family at the beach is the one that just can't sit still. He'll sit down on the chair for a minute, get back up, stand looking, and just start surveying the beach. He's never satisfied with his location. He's always trying to find a different location on the beach to sit, try and find a better spot, just walking around his family's towels, making sure wallets and everything is there, keep an eye out, just constantly surveying and patrolling. You got the patroller dead. And then you got the chill dad. From the moment that dad sits down, he's either sleeping. He tries to read a book for two minutes, but then he's knocked out. He's drinking a beer. Kids are all over the place. They're on the boardwalk by themselves when they have no business being on the boardwalk by themselves. He doesn't really give a shit. He's happy to be there. Got a nice thing of shade. Those are the three types of dads that you will find at the beach. And I'm telling you right now, uh, uh, the beach is, is one of my favorite places to just observe and just watch. It's a phenomenal people watching spot. But ladies and gentlemen, the moral of the story here, don't be so quick to fall to the grill guy, to be the grill guy. Phenomenal first 15 minutes, and then it goes away. It's kind of like cocaine. Might feel good for the first 20 minutes. After those first 20 minutes go by, You've had enough. Your life sucks. You are depressed. It stinks. Don't fall for it, ladies and gentlemen. But in the meantime, we are moving on. Well, folks, without further ado, we might as well bring on the big fella himself. That is the Jersey native. You heard about him. 
the young gun by the name of Gerard Guy Gilfone. Triple G, Gerard Guy Gilfone. Are you with us? Gerard Gilfone. Are you with us? Jerry, Jerry Diesel. Jerry, Jerry Diesel. Jerry, Jerry Diesel. Da, 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 da. Talk to the folks now, Jer. What's going on, Bob? Now, sing it with me now, Jer. One, two, three, go. Jerry, Jerry Diesel. Come on, Don. Come on, do Don. Jerry, do that, Jerry Diesel. Jerry, Jerry Diesel. Da, 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 da. Don, first things first, Jerry Diesel. You're back to your no shirt ways. You got the Stu Leonard shirt up top on the cap. Nothing in the middle. No shirt on. It is Memorial Day. We're recording right now. Yep. I will say, Don, for a grocery store's hat, that is a really nice hat. It's nice. They got the best merch, Bob. Does Stu Leonard's have good merch? I mean, the Stu Leonard, you hype this grocery store up to it's got to be something special, Don. So believe it or not, they didn't have merch, okay? This is a true story. They didn't have merch. Stu Leonard's nephew contacted me um, and was like, Jerry, I'd love to get you some of our merchandise, blah, 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 blah. Anyway... He says to me the next day, hey, it's at the counter um, in Paramus. Go pick it up. I go pick it up. And I realize as I'm driving back, I'm like, couldn't I have just ordered some of these shirts? And you can't. There's no merchandise. Now there is, though. They're bringing out a merch line soon. So when they say it's at the counter, you walk into Stu Leonard's. Do you just go through one of the aisles and ask the cashier? Or does Stu Leonard's have a counter that you could go no, to? No, customer service. I went to customer service. I got you. Well, you know, Jerry, I got to tell you, the only problem I have with the Stu Leonard's, not a problem. I think it's great that they do it. Mm-hmm. But I think they should change it up. You talked about getting these ice cream cones at Stu Leonard's. You need 10, 10 bonus points, or is it 100? You need points? one bonus point. You need to spend 100 to get a free ice cream. You get the free ice cream. Don't you think the reoccurring Stu Leonard's uh, customers that you are want to see a little change out of the ice cream, maybe a little something different? Maybe they start doing a couple hors d'oeuvres, pigs in a blanket, Jerry Don, well, something I'll, going around. I'll always go back to this, Bob, and this will just shut down that really quick. You don't see Publix giving out nothing for free like that. You don't see Whole Foods doing it. You, you know, you don't see Trader Joe doing it, do you? Yep, you got a point. You got a point, Don. But I get where you're coming from. Does it get old? Do I want ice cream every time I'm there? No. Um, but at least if you're a coffee drinker, you can trade the ice cream for a small coffee. Well, let me ask you this, Don. If you mm-hmm. could have... Let's say you could have two hors d'oeuvres of your mm-hmm. choice going around Stu Leonard's. If you don't want the ice cream cone, oh, they have yeah. somebody going around with hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Uh-huh. And they're walking the aisles, pastry section, cereal. They are walking the aisles solely to mm-hmm. give out hors d'oeuvres. Two things, Don. Try and spell hors d'oeuvres. I know I can't. And then tell me the two hors d'oeuvres that you would take. Uh, to spell it first, I would go. Oh, boy. Brace yourself, ladies. <laughs> I don't know. A-U- <laughs> A-U-Z-B-E-R-S. Don, A-U, maybe A-U-B-Z, right? I, I don't, I, I think there's no way you're starting with an A out of the gate. Now, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I would have a tough time spelling it, but I don't even think that was remotely close, Jerry. <laughs> what would you start it with? Here's what I would do. I would do O-U-V. Oh, I thought it was all derbs. You thought it was pronounced Ardurbs, not Odorvs? Odorvs. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know it started with an O. <laughs> you thought it was pronounced Odorvs. So if you want for you want to get a couple of Durvs, you say a Durv? I guess that's what it sounds like. And I get two Odorvs, please. What a, what a ridiculous what a ridiculous word. And nobody <laughs> has any idea how to spell Ordurvs. No, I, I think that should be on the spelling bee. With that the, is with an the, outrageous, with... outrageous word. But let me ask you, Don. Mm-hmm. You got two hors d'oeuvres you're walking. Mm-hmm. What are those two hors d'oeuvres? First off, I, I would love a shrimp cocktail. Just to pick a shrimp cocktail. Yeah. A little dipping sauce in there. Yeah, cocktail sauce. Oh, and cocktail the second one. Well, the second one. Oh, this one is good. I, I, I do a jalapeno popper. You would do a jalapeno popper, huh? I like those. Those are my favorite with the cream cheese. Yeah, you like cream cheese. Huh? You like cream cheese in your sushi, Diesel? Yeah, I don't mind the Philadelphia roll. I love a Philadelphia. I, I love cream cheese in my roll. If I could find a specialty roll that has cream cheese in it mm-hmm. all day long, it's a book job. You know what I tried one time, Bob? Maybe the people will be interested. Now, this is going to sound really weird, but it was delicious. Um, 
It was a sushi roll, like a shrimp tempura roll, but it had melted mozzarella on top of it. Talk me through this roll, Jerry Don. Talk talk me through this roll. This sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was like a shrimp cocktail. Um, obviously, like the cucumber inside, I think. A shrimp tempura, maybe I think of a cucumber inside. Um, just, you know, the white rice with, the, sure. with the, the seaweed in the middle. Sure. And it was fried, and, and, and on top of it was all melted mozzarella cheese. It was kind of weird, but it was good. If you don't think I'm smashing down some sushi tonight, Don, yeah. you got another thing. Don, you go to a sushi restaurant. Do you do the ordering for both you and Miss Jerry? Uh, nah, I think we both do it separate. I think we do it separate. But I always, I always, if I go to sushi, I always get, I always get the soup, the uh, whatever you call that soup, miso, miso with the marshmallows. You do in like, it. you do like the miso soup. Yeah, with the marshmallows in it, it's good. Let me ask you this, Diesel. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the difference? I always think about with shrimp cocktail. I do wonder if, and my guess would be, you could you tell the difference between a high end shrimp cocktail yeah. and a low end shrimp cocktail? Right off the bat, yeah. What are you looking for, Don? Are you looking for? See, to me, I would think that I'm looking for thicker. I think the thicker the 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 shrimp cocktail, the the pricier that it is. A nice big jumbo. Yeah, for sure. Obviously that, but also you got to realize there's some shrimp that are frozen and some shrimp that are fresh. Sure. Um, now I, I caught on. Have you ever heard of a Shoprite, Bob? Shoprite, of course. That's a that's a New Jersey grocery store for sure. Now this is why I stopped going to Shoprite. I watched them, you know, put the the frozen. I, this is a true story. I've watched them behind the counter. They go grab a bag of frozen shrimp, put it in the glass casing, and underneath it it says fresh. That's not fresh. That's frozen, and they just let it defrost. You know what I mean? So they're you know beating what? people. You know what I have a problem with, Don? When you go to buy a steak, when you go to buy meat, you mm-hmm. could get select, you could get choice on your meat. Yeah. Or or you could get prime. Yeah. Now, prime, prime the best. Most, without yeah. a doubt. I had one the yeah. other night. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Who's to stop those people, the shop rights of the world, from putting on prime when it's not prime jerry don exactly and another thing what's not to stand now i've seen this you might think it's gross but grocery stores do do this that's why i stopped going to shop right too when the meat starts to go bad you ever see meat start to go bad a little bit a couple days starts to get that brown tint to it sure sure you know what the groceries a lot of grocery stores do right oh geez they add blood to it to make it bright red to make it look fresh when it's not fresh interesting I've, I've, I've seen stuff like that, Bob. You're talking about the blood from the meat. They kind of inject that in to kind of get yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Believe it or not. They, they do that type of stuff. And I'll tell you one thing. I swear by stew, man. I swear by stew. I swear by the story. I swear by the groceries. I swear by him. I swear by his business model, everything. And it is number one rule. Um, the customer's never wrong. And rule two is revert back to rule one uh the customer is never wrong <laughs> that's that's very good jerry don yeah you man my he, dad he's a good guy whenever i go to get a steak okay out at a restaurant he was in the food service he told me that a lot of times the restaurants if they say that a filet mignon is prime mm-hmm. odds are it's not the reason that it's not is it, it's such a tender piece as is that they don't really get prime because filet is the one cut where you can't tell the difference yeah. because it's so tender. So just because they're saying prime filet may not always mean prime filet. And there's really nobody to stop them, Don. I'd, I'd never order. Uh, I just hate the cut of filet. I just don't like it. There's you, no Don fat. Likes, Don likes a little fat taste. I like a ribeye, Bob. Don, tell him, tell him how you like your ribeye. Nice and thick. Oh, yeah. Thick. And I also like it medium I know people will give me a little, little, little uh, tough time here. Yeah. I do not like it medium rare. I like it medium. And you like a little fat there, no, Diesel? That's my favorite part. You ever see the ribeye where the fat's on that one strip, that one side? Some of the I keep, best. I know. I keep it for last bite. <laughs> you could put that in a blender. I would drink it. That oh, yeah. 100%. It so, I, I, I'm with you, Don. I, I am a, a medium rare guy for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, because I, I feel like sometimes when you order a medium rare, some places tend to 
um, overcook it anyway a little bit. <laughs> I just go with the medium. <laughs> True, and I, I, I think with the medium rare is they're very concerned on not letting it transfer over to medium to where a yeah. lot of times it's very, it's really not cooked as much. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree, Don, and I got news for you, Jerry Diesel. I enjoy these types of conversations. I actually, with my steak, I like it Pittsburgh on the outside. I want to see the char, Don. Yeah, that's the best part. You know, Pittsburgh medium rare I love. Let us see that char, on the, don't you, but don't be uh, afraid to churn it and burn it a little For bit. For sure, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be, man. And you know who does a good job of that? Uh, you know, our, our friend, uh, Jeffrey Arnold. Je- Jesus Christ, Don, he is our friend, but his name isn't Jeffrey. What is it? It's Jack. Jack, there you go. That guy's the barbecue master, man. Yeah, he is, and he's he, he's spectacular. You've been calling him, you've been calling him Jeffrey the whole time. He never corrected me. So you've been calling Jeffrey. He never changed it. No. Do you now address him and say, "Hey, just want to let you know, I've been yeah, calling." You I Jeffrey. think I'm going to DM him right now. You ought to DM him. <laughs> My bad, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that guy could cook, man. Can he ever? I mean, he puts oh, on. Just an incredible – his energy, too. We went out when we saw him in Santa Fe in New Mexico. That's where we met Tyler. Yeah, King. yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that, yeah. Don, this guy goes behind the grill, and he <coughs> he is dancing. Puts on a show? He puts on a show. He is moving. There's steaks going in the air. There's food coming to you. It's nonstop. And we 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 go with this guy, you know, like he's on tour, like he's the Rolling Stones. He I goes, just don't understand how, like, I get it. Like, he's a great, he looks, he's some of the best barbecue I've ever seen was to come off of his Instagram, his spices, his rubs, how he cooks on that green egg. Yeah. I seen, you know, people in Vegas having him at hotels and stuff, but yeah. How does he, what is, how do, how do you, what's, what's, what's the, how do you make money? What is he doing? How does he, you got to pay to get into these events. He okay. is such a good, the fucking Bruins just scored, man. I am so afraid, Don. They're Pasternak? Jeez. Oh, he is. No, why? Did you have him to score? No, one of my buddies had him to score. Man, I, I just, it scares me. I just, these Bruins, they're just so good. They're so tough. Very good. Yep. They're so tough. But Jack Arnold goes to all these different places and he cooks mm-hmm. and, and you got to pay, I mean, to get in. He okay. promotes the, the big green egg that, he, that yeah. he cooks out of. And he is a master connector of people. It's fascinating. And, and, and Don, I, I'm happy we're on the barbecue subject because something mm-hmm. I wanted to discuss and um you know I figured why, why don't we just do it on air mm-hmm. and I felt terrible for you Jerry Diesel Memorial Day you're oh, outside on your barbecue in the backyard I talked to you when you were on your way to Stu Leonard's you yep. got two hundred dollars worth of meat Jerry Diesel yep. you come back home your mom sent you out to get the meat you come back your mom Miss Gilfone is now at another barbecue Within the hour, she changed plans on you. The family was going to join you for the barbecue. Yeah. They don't let you know where you go. And here's Jerry Diesel cooking $200 worth of meat by himself. I felt also awful, Don. Yeah, no, it was a, it's a shame, man. It really is. Uh, you know, first thing in the morning, I, you know, I wake up. It's about, it's about 8, 9 o'clock. And she says, Jerry, why don't you go to Stu Leonard's, get some meats, meats for us. We're going to have a barbecue. So... Listen, I, listen, when, I, when we're having a barbecue, like I'm not, I'm cooking for my family. You know what I mean? I ain't going to cheap out. You know what I mean? Sure. So I got, I got, you know, the burgers, I got um 80%, uh, no, it was 50-50 cut of sure. a mixed ground beef and um ribeye. Fantastic. Good so for that you. Was, that was great. Chicken, I got all organic chicken. I made barbecue chicken. You did, you did get it organic too, huh? I did. I did. Thighs, oh. were, were, did you thighs, thighs with the skin on. Thighs oh. with the skin on. They were delicious. And I also so got much, so much flavor in those thighs too, Don. Best best cut, I think. For and then sure. Out of the also, chicken. So I did. I you know I never really make ribs, and I said you know screw it, I want to make ribs. So and you did a rack of ribs. I did a bit rack of baby back ribs. I did oh. my own spice rub on it, of and I did, did my homemade Don. barbecue sauce. Of oh, and a homemade BBQ sauce. Homemade. I got the recipe, and you know I I get home, and you know I'm no one's home, so I'm like okay, they're probably at a store. You know what I mean? Me, her, and my sister, and. I call them up and, you know, it's loud. I hear music and I'm like, where are you guys at? And they're like, oh, we're at a barbecue. And I'm like, ma, you, you know, you told me to go to Stu's. Sorry. Um, it's all right, Don. It's okay. um, 
I mean, so, dying. Yeah, it's okay. I just, yeah, I, I, I felt terrible. I saw you. I did. No, I know. It's just not. It's not right, man. Like, listen, if, if you're if you're gonna tell me to go do something, I'm gonna do it for the family. And listen, I love my mom. Don't get me wrong, but you're gonna have me out there, you know, by myself, Bob, Memorial Day. You know what I mean? And, and you know, so 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 I you know I cook and and you know as I'm grilling, um, you know, Bob, I'm gonna get the biggest fucking smoker there is. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Listen to me and listen close. Go get. I'm gonna get go the get biggest a smoker, Jerry. Don. I'm gonna get the biggest smoker. Okay. Go get a smoker, Daisy. And I'm gonna smoke the shit out of my street. Okay. And nobody, and I mean nobody, will ever miss a barbecue that I put on. And to be honest with you, I'm thinking about holding one next week or the week after that, Bob. Fans and everybody come in. You know, this bring me brings me back, Bob. To O twenty eleven, me and Nikki numbers. Um, you know, you may laugh, and that's okay. But not 0- laughing. I'm not not laughing. <laughs> you know, O twenty eleven, me and Nikki numbers. Halloween night. Don, no, what, you, what Don? Don, what year? O twenty eleven. You know, me and numbers. You know, we're home. We're playing Call of Duty, and. uh not one, not one hit up, not one invite, nothing. Playing Call of Duty split screen, and we just looked at each other and just said, "What a shame! What a, what a shame!" Don, I'll say honest to God. You <laughs> <laughs> never felt like that. No, Don had said nothing to do that. I mean, for this to happen in the year of o twenty eleven, where here Jerry Don is at the peak of his life and nobody yeah. nobody that i think that's terrible don again especially to happen in 2011 yep. but it, it you know i'm watching you i'm watching your barbecue and it did it, it, it broke my heart and i been on the east coast don i'm there no question about I know it that. i know that but but maybe like this you know how sometimes don you act a little bit out of impulse i've told you before i feel like mm-hmm. yeah which which is okay not all the time actually probably not ever but I think acting that impulse is now you're going to sell your barbecue. You told me you want to put it on offer up because now you want to sell the barbecue, get yeah. a bunch of uh, smokers. You, you, you ever see the long ones, the real long ones? Fans, like the Traeger ones where you bring it up like the side of the Those hood. are sweet. I should get one those of those. They're like the Lamborghini of grills. You pull this thing from the side. You just put the number that you want. There's heat, oh, yeah. flames coming from everywhere. Oh, but, yeah. but, but Don, I say keep the barbecue. Maybe get a maybe get a smoker, but you don't got to go buy two, three smokers just to prove a point. These are expensive, Jerry Diesel. They are expensive, and you know, there was one guy um, on my Instagram who commented that maybe I misunderstood. Maybe she was inviting me to the barbecue, and I just took it the other way. I don't know. I still haven't spoke to her. And you know what? Maybe she did. And even better news for you, Jerry Dunn. You got a whole lot of leftovers. I do. I do. You got a whole lot of love. See, that's what I mean. Look to the brighter things, Jerry Dunn. The answer yeah. may not be get a couple smokers. Yeah. Get one smoker. Get one smoker and a grill. But these things are it's spectacular. And do I got to cook. You know how to grill, Bob? You know what? Um, not as well as I should. Not as well as I should. I, I, I think that it's really the one thing, you know, that's like a man's thing to do. And it hurts it that I don't know. I get very, uh, I get like very, you wouldn't be able to take over a grill at a barbecue party. I've done it. I've done it recently. I talked about that on the show. I don't feel comfortable. I do it, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I like the rush of the first 15 minutes being the barbecue guy. Yeah. Because then everybody's focused on you. You got the tongs in your hand. You're yeah. playing with the tongs. I like to play with the tongs. After 15 minutes, nobody gives a shit about you, Don. Yeah, no. It's just, where's my burger? Where's my Where's dog? my burger? And you know what? I, I just, I get, I, I get very concerned with the propane. I got this weird image like a fucking final destruction or whatever they call them. You know, just the propane just fucking blowing up or me doing something stupid. <laughs> Those are you dangerous. I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean, Don? You figured, you figured Jeff, I mean, Jack Arnold would throw us a few green eggs, no? Don, he's not going to throw you a green egg if you keep calling him Jeff. I think the first order of business, Jerry Don, is to give give Jack Arnold a call and say, hey, Jack, sorry that I've been calling you Jeff, Jersey Jerry here. I get confused with my J's. I got a lot of J's going on myself. Yeah, and I'll just say, hey, what about a green egg? <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe not. Uh, look, I will tell you, if Jack Arnold sends you a green egg, it'll be one of the most iconic moments on the show. Two most oh, iconic yeah. moments would have been him doing the green, big green egg and, and, and Jerry Don buying a horse. And Don, if I have the money one day to buy you a horse to watch Joe Tears run around the track, mark oh. my words, I'll get it, Diesel. Hopefully one day, Bob. Hey, Jerry Don. Seeing the funny papers. Seeing the funny papers, Jerry Diesel. I got to tell you, folks, what happened to me last week on the golf course. It, it might have been the most bizarre thing to ever happen to me on a golf course. We go to play this municipal course in Los Angeles, me and two of my buddies. At these municipal courses, I mean, they got tee times packed through the wazoo where it's tough to get it to them. You know you're going to be matched up with the fourth guy since I was just going with three of my friends. We go out to the course, and every time you go to these municipal courses, you, you always end up getting a character, especially as he's usually playing like a single by himself. So I love going to these courses because, look, if you could get on the nice courses, you try and get on the nice courses, there ain't nothing wrong with doing a municipal course because it, it's just a time, and you always meet a, a character. Uh, there's a guy, Tuan, that I met on, on the course, and a lot of the single riders tend to be Asian fellas. I, I don't know why. I have no theory behind that, uh, but they do, or at least the single players that I've gotten matched up with. We meet a guy named Ang, okay? Me, Joey Coldcuts, and my other buddy, Jamie. We meet a guy named Ang, okay? A and this guy brought nothing to the table. Ang had nothing to say, not a word. He had the personality of a two-by-four. Just said nothing. It's like we were playing golf with a piece of cardboard, to be quite frank. Ang was a pretty good golfer. I'd say to him, nice shot, Ang. Nothing. Hey, Ang, you think this is right to left or left to right? Nothing. I stick a ball three feet within the pin. Nothing out of Ang. Good shot from everybody else. Nothing out of Ang. And we go the whole round. I finally just said, all right, we're, we're, we're not getting anything. I, I knew pretty fast three holes in that we were getting nothing from Ang the entire round. So we finish up the round. We finish 18 and go to shake hands. Ang goes, so are we going to dinner? Me and my buddies were like, what the fuck did you just say, Ang? Are we going to dinner? Ang, we just spent four hours with each other. You, did, you didn't say a single word to us. Now we're going to go to dinner? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. He didn't say, Ang didn't say boo the entire round. And after four and a half hours of saying nothing, Ang wants to go to dinner with three guys that he's never met. We couldn't believe it. We could not believe it. It would be like sitting next to a couple at a Lakers game, going the entire game without saying anything to them. I have no idea who they are. And when the buzzer sounds at the end of the fourth quarter, I say, so you guys want to go out to dinner? You guys want to grab some beers? It's like I just turn to them and say, how's Italian sound tonight? I didn't say a word to you. All game, I had no idea who you were. And at the end of those three hours that a game takes, how's Italian tonight? I couldn't believe it. Ang wanted to go to dinner. He hadn't said boo. And you know what we did? We went to dinner. I said, I got to see this. I got to see this. Ang takes us to a hibachi place nearby that he loves. Turns into the life of the party. It's like as soon as Ang walked through those hibachi doors, it was a total different Ang. They're throwing cucumbers in his mouth. We're drinking beers. We're ripping shots. There's sake going down. Everybody knows Ang. Chefs are coming out to say hello to Ang. He's asking what I do for a living, telling me about the podcast that he listens to. And finally, I said to him, I said, Ang, I, I'm having a ball right now. I got to ask you, how come you didn't say anything on the course? Ang stopped and he said, well, they tell me not to talk much on the course. They tell me that the course is for peace and quiet, so I don't have much to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ang's an old school golfer. He doesn't want to say much. He wants to enjoy his 18 holes. 
and then get fucking wasted at hibachi and turn into a brand new person. I respected the hell out of it. I don't know if this guy belongs to country clubs that they just don't speak, but Ang had nothing to say until he walked in through those doors. Caitlin Betts, a girl that I knew in high school, we never smoked much. And in fact, we never spoke at all. And there was nothing against her. I had nothing against her. She had nothing against me. We just didn't speak. So what Ang did, it would be like me walking up to Caitlin Betts my senior year of high school after not speaking for the prior three years and say to Caitlin, so are we going to prom or what? Ang just came out of left field. So you guys want to do dinner or what? We all looked at Ang like, what the fuck did you just say, Ang? You want to go to dinner? Ang, you were a walking mime for the past four hours. And now you got a hibachi spot down the road that you want to take us to? And good for us for going because it was a brand new Ang. I'm playing with Ang next week. I had never seen anything like that in the golf course ever. Probably never will. Wow. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Brilliant Dumb Show, we are moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, call me crazy. Benny the jet behind the glass on the ones and twos. But I do believe it is indeed that time for everybody's favorite segment. It's the Ass Bob segment, week by week, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. Following that Tuesday, I tell you, fine folks, submit your questions to be featured for the Ask Bob segment, doing so now with our voicemail, the Brilliantly Dumb Show voicemail hotline, 848-281-7906. Call in, ask your questions. I love, you know, it's one thing when we were getting it as the DMs from the Instagram. I think it's 10 times better and so much more fun to hear from you folks, the fans, the listeners of the show. If you want to call in to have your question be featured, that is 848 848- 281-7906. Starting this thing off, starting this thing off right, is our guy Billy from Vegas. Billy, what do you got for us, Big Cat? What's up, Bobby? This is Billy from Las Vegas. Hey, just a quick question regarding haircuts, man. At what point do I need to start going to a barber, an actual legit barber, and stop going to places just to get my hair shampooed love the show keep doing what you're doing brother what i'm gonna do for you here um is i'm gonna take my hat off and and billy what you're gonna find out very fast is is that i am not the right person to ask this question to you talk about just a disastrous hairline just a disastrous set of hair in general overall um Look, in regards to the haircuts, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been banged up by super cuts. And, you know, for me, I have such little hair that you would think to yourself, I mean, there's really not much they could mess up with how little amount of hair that I do have. And that I, I don't, ju- it's hard for me to justify paying for a $60 haircut in Los Angeles when I could go to Supercuts, and, and again, there's not much to work with as is. Um, but I, I go into Supercuts every time, and it's just a matter of how bad they're going to bang me up. But what I've kind of figured for my hair personally, I truly feel like it's a lost cause. I think it's toast. I think it's done. I've tried to do the $60 haircuts. Um And no matter which way you cut it, no matter how you cut it, who cuts it, it's just a total disaster. A lot of people don't know this, but when I got those graphs, they got all these different stuff that you could do with your hair and transferring the transplant. I got the, the surgery where they take the hair from the back to the front. And I went to a guy named Dr. Deutsch. I called him Dr. Douche because that's the way I read it the first time. Deutsch has a tendency to look like douche. Um, good guy you know, sold me on the dream of having hair. I figured, you know what? I'm in entertainment. I might as well. I still think there's something that we could work with. Um, I went in to get one of these procedures. Now, I didn't know how it worked. I knew it was a lot of money, but I didn't know how it worked. I thought you go in, they zap you with something. They do something real fast. You're in there for an hour. When I went in for this procedure, 
I didn't know you're in there for just about the whole day. So when I knew I was in trouble going in for this procedure is when they handed me a lunch menu. Mind you, I got there at seven in the morning and then they handed me a lunch menu and asked what I would want for lunch. And I had thought it would be like an hour thing. It's a full day thing. And they even in the room where they were gonna be doing it had my name written on like the, the whiteboard. And anytime somebody writes your name on the whiteboard in the doctor's office, that's not a one hour visit. If they're welcoming you, they're welcoming you because you're going to be there a very long time. And most likely you're spending a lot of money. So I did it. And I'm telling you, I mean, this has nothing to do with really with Billy's question, but I'm telling you, Billy, I went in there and I'm in the middle of the procedure. Lunchtime comes around. This tuna sandwich that I ordered was one of the better tuna sandwiches I've ever had without question. And, and I guess they, wherever they order from, it's a quality product. It was Bosley. I don't know where Bosley gets their tuna sandwiches, but it was one of the better tuna sandwiches I've ever had. Long story short, we did the procedure and it, it was okay. You know, I had some hair, it's your same real hair. Um, definitely better than, than where I was, but still wasn't getting the job done. When I considered going for a second one, that's the thing that they don't tell you is that, they can transfer the hair and it is your real hair and it is good, but you usually are going to have to come back for more because they can't fill the full head. And if you're bald and as is, your whole head's going to be bald and where you got to come for, for other procedures. And that's kind of where they get you. I ended up doing the second one, but I'd be lying to you. And I, it is so ridiculous to say, but honest to God, honest to God, Part of the reason of me signing up for the second one was the tuna sandwich. The, the, the tuna sandwich at Bosley is one of the best tuna sandwiches you'll have. They toasted the bread perfectly. Um, and it sounds ridiculous. It really does. But it was a big part to me going back for the second. Did the second one. Looks okay. Looks all right. But I just wake up every morning. You never know where the hair is going to go. It's, it is so hit or miss. I think I have the most inconsistent set of hair on the planet. And, you know, when you're in the entertainment business, you want to have a nice set of hair. But I speak to bald people, and I'm kind of fascinated by hair now. I speak to bald people where I always – something I like is like the Jason Statham look where you don't go full bald, but you just you buzz it. They say that it's tough to commit to the buzz to doing it. But they say, once you do commit, it is so freeing. You know, you get by the first week of people being like, whoa, you know, the shock of you now kind of being bald. Once you're past that first week, you don't got to worry about your hair. You let that thing just fly. You don't got to get haircuts. So I do consider taking the leap. I do, because they're really selling me on that. I talk to bald people all the time and they say, it's just so free and just chopping that baby down and just hammering down on it um, that I think about that. But uh, Billy, yeah, I, you know what? I, I'm at a point with the hair. It, I've noticed for me, it doesn't matter if I go to a $60 barber or, or Supercuts $20. I'm going to get banged up either way. Supercuts will bang me up even more. Um, so I, I'm mix and match. I want to get in get out. I never understood the people that really enjoy going to get their hair cut. I think maybe if I had a full set of hair, like Joey Coldcuts, our dear friend, friend of the pod, phenomenal set of hair. That that hair is durable. It is there to stay. It is a barber's dream to where if I could sit in the barber's seat and, and, and really have a good set of hair, I think I would enjoy getting a haircut, you know, more than I do. Then I would go to the $60 barber because then they could really work with it. But me, it's like trying to give a haircut to a rug. You know, there's only so much other rug that you can cut. doesn't matter whose clippers they are, what barber it is. A rug is a rug. My hair is my hair. Next question on the Ask Bob segment. We now head on over to William. This is from Concord, New Hampshire. William, what do you got for us? Hey, Bob. Liam calling in from Concord, New Hampshire. Just wanted to get your opinion on when you think the appropriate amount of time to show up before tea time is. You know, I personally find that 30 minutes is an appropriate time. But I got to tell you, uh, I think maybe during the pandemic, people have been a bit leisurely about this, and I got some buddies showing up five minutes before the tea time, and it's pushing things back. Just wanted to get your overall opinion uh, with your crew on what you think is the best uh, amount of time to show up before tea time. Um, 
Really love the show. Appreciate what you and Jersey Jerry are doing and the rest of the crew. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller, so appreciate everything you're doing, Bob. Thanks. I tell you, the, the, the long-time listener, first-time caller for me never gets old. I, I, I love hearing that. I tell you, folks, I, I love sports radio. I grew up listening to it in New Jersey, New York sports radio. They always say that. I fucking love it. I really do. It fires me up to answer the question. Um, and a good question here. I handle tea times like I do the airport where I, I got that father mentality on airports where you could get me three hours early to the airport. Good. I just want to get to the gate. I want to relax. I don't want to have to worry. I prefer you. If it's up to me, I'll get to my tea time an hour before. And where I think we missed the mark a lot when I go out with Joey Coldcuts or my crew, we're always rushing to the tea box. And it's such an uneasy feeling driving through traffic. You want to make your tea time. God forbid you miss your tea time. It just ruins your day. Get me to the course as early as possible. I don't think we take, you could get to the course a half hour before. So you get a half hour before. By the time you get out of the car, you change your shoes. You want to change to your golf shoes. You unload the beers. You unload the white claws. You may have to make a stop on the way to get the white claws and whatever alcohol you're drinking. You have to load it into the bag. Then you carry your heavy bag over to the starter. There's always people there before you. You sign up with the starter. You go down. You get your cart. By the time you get your cart, you're you're up to the tee. You don't have time to eat. I love to get something to eat before we get out there. Um, and I handle it like the airport. Get me there as early as possible. Give me an hour before the tea time gives me plenty of time. I don't want to rush. I don't have to worry. Um, and yeah, that's really the way that I'll handle the tea times. Um, I just hate rushing to the box. And nowadays, again, with, with how popular golf is now, and I, I just feel like there, there's so many tea times. It's hard to get a tea time now. There's people right behind you that they keep it moving and they keep it moving pretty fast where even if you miss your tea time by 10 minutes, it's going to back up the whole flow of things to where they may just give you the boot and say, sorry, you're late. It is what it is. Um, get to the course as early as possible. You can't go wrong. And to close us down here, it looks like we have a voicemail from our very own Fat Perez Content Factory you don't have a voicemail from Fat Perez and not answer it. So let's see what Nick Stubby, which is his real name, Fat Perez has for us. Fat Perez, take it away, you crazy son of a gun. Hey, Bob. It's that uh, beer-chugging, dart-throwing son of a gun, Fat Perez. Hey, my question tonight has to do with uh, FaceTimes. Are FaceTime calls not the most intrusive shit in the world? You know, not only do they ring significantly longer than a regular phone call, but they absolutely shut your phone down. So you can get a call, right? You're on your phone. You just sort of, you know, tap the side button. You can keep texting, keep scrolling. No, no, no. Not with the FaceTime call. Those just, you're looking at the screen. You're at the mercy of the person to stop requesting, or you hit that crazy long amount of time where it finally ends. And not to mention someone just saying, not only do I want to talk to you right now, I also want to see exactly what you're doing, what you look like, where you're sitting, where you're laying, who you're with. I think it's just a ridiculous thing. Obviously, there's some exceptions. You know, your lady friend, you're on a work, you know, long work business trip, whatever it may be. Some of them are welcome. But generally, an out-of-the-blue FaceTime call, to me, just seems completely ridiculous. Um, Maybe it's just me. Bob, you have a good one. No, Fat Prez, I, I can assure you, it's it's not just you. And, you know, it's interesting seeing different people's patterns of how they approach the phone. Some like to text, some like to FaceTime, some like to call. You do have people out there that highly prefer the FaceTime. And when you get a regular call, the, the new iPhone feature, if you get a regular call, you don't want to red button them if you're not going to answer. You could just swipe up and then the, the ring kind of goes away. FaceTime, it doesn't let you do that. So Fat Press, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and again, there's just people that prefer the FaceTime. I'm not a big FaceTimer. If it's my girlfriend, uh, lately, me and my dad have been FaceTiming. Like that to me is a more, you know, family and stuff like that. You you know, like somebody who's a big FaceTimer, Tyler Cameron, dear friend of the show, dear friend of the program, my good friend, uh, Tyler Cameron loves to FaceTime. 
to where if you text him, hey, what's going on? You'll immediately get a FaceTime. That's just his method that he prefers. Um, and and the thing that bothers me about Tyler always FaceTiming me is every time you see him, I mean, he looks incredible. He's one of the best looking guys I've ever seen in my life. And I'm totally okay with saying that because he is. And his hair looks great. He's always got a nice background. When somebody FaceTimes you, not that I give a shit how Tyler thinks, you know, what I look like, but I'm always just fucking disheveled. You never know what's in the background. You never know. It's like they're immediately just coming right into your living room without you knowing that they were coming. So I, I totally agree with Fat Perez here. I, I, I totally do. You want to look somewhat presentable, you know, want to FaceTime, and it just takes them right inside your situation. They just come flying in with the FaceTime. I'm not a big FaceTimer myself. I'll do it, but there are those people out there. And, and it goes to show that I think recently the most effective thing out there lately I think the phone call, I'm very old school. I do like the phone call. I always have trouble with my outs on a phone call, getting off of a phone call. You know, I like to hit him with the, all right, well, you know, as if, okay, he's getting ready to wind down. Doesn't always work. So lately I've just been a little more blunt and just going to, okay, I got to go. And then you get out of there, but I'm really bad with my outs. A very effective uh, use of the phone would be the voice message. The voice message is better than texting because you get the job out quicker. You can talk. You don't have to have an immediate answer or response when somebody hits you back with the voice note. I think the voice note is very effective. I do find FaceTimes to be a little intrusive, especially your friend FaceTimes you. You think it's just him. He's with six people. The next thing you know, they're just right in there with you. Um, it's concerning. The FaceTime, phenomenal, phenomenal questions uh, on this week's edition of the Brownly Dumb Show, ladies and gentlemen, keep those babies flying in. Um, coming up throughout the week, make sure you sign up for that Patreon if you want the bonus content, if you want the extra episodes. Me, Jersey Jerry, Joey Cold Cuts, it's an absolute ball. The link in my bio, get signed up on the Patreon if you want more of myself and the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We have the Sim 2 driver giveaway coming up on the 11th. We just had the putter giveaway. We've had a driver and a putter giveaway. We have a connection with TaylorMade um, that's been incredible. If you get signed up to the Patreon, tag three friends on the Just Nine Golf account. Get onto that Patreon. Enjoy the extra content. Get a shot at winning that Sim 2 driver. If you're already a member on the Patreon, you're automatically entered into the raffle for the brand new sim 2 driver get signed up ladies and gentlemen i love the hell out of you i appreciate you the support week in week out means the absolute world to us here on the brownly dumb show we'll see you tuesday folks take care have a damn good week salute